at one point in the game, I just cried nonstop for like two hours. It was, it's just so good. It is like my emotions. Yeah, but Shelby once uh, dropped ice cream and cried for four hours, so you can't really I, that, use that as That a- didn't happen. <laughs> that didn't, that didn't happen. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Hey, hey, welcome to episode 102 of Bonus Barrel. I am Rob. With me today is... Shelby. Laugh. Saging. <laughs> Number 30 for our list is The Great World of Warcraft. So, this is number 18 overall on my list, and number 29 on Rob's list. Like, in this game is just, has the most staying power of any game I've ever seen. It's actually celebrating its 12th anniversary right now. Um, and it's, it's hard to see a game that's been around for 12 years, and so relevant to this day with just the amount of updates that it has. I, I still actively play it. I've been playing this game pretty much for 12 years on and off anyways. Um, so it's it's always just been one of those games that's been steadfast by my side for a really, really long time. And uh, I really, really love playing World of Warcraft. I feel like you have a few things to say. World of Warcraft is only 29 on my list, which is sad. Because in some days, I feel like it's in my top 10 or even top 5. But but um, maybe maybe it doesn't have as much nostalgia as some of the other games on my list. Um, however, I, I do I do love this game. Prob- definitely my favorite MMO by far. And I've played a fair amount of them. Uh, I've like met <laughs> lifelong friends... Uh, on on WoW, I, I still like I t- hang out and talk with them every day, including like five minutes before the show because I've been playing Rust and we've been playing together. So I mean, if it wasn't for World of Warcraft, I wouldn't have made these friends. Like Sundary J and my friend BBQ Crew, they both listen to the show and and stuff. So you know, we used to do a lot of things in that game, which I'll, I'll, I'll touch on briefly. But I do think the World of Warcraft changed the MMO landscape. I mean, before then, there was the biggest one was probably EverQuest. Um, but I think WoW was so, like, I want to say, like, an entry-level uh, MMO in terms of, like, the jumping in. Like, there's a map. It was easy to get yeah. into, but hard to exactly. master. Exactly. There's, there's definitely a mastery to this game, and, but but it was so inviting for new players. I mean, this is one of the first games, I think, that I heard people who I know didn't play much games talking about. It, like, it was, you know, it, it's had a consistent over 6 million subscribers between its beginning to now, and usually much higher than that, but there's dips, of course, here and there, but... 
But I mean, like, there's been no other MMO that's been as successful and that can still rock a subscription model and, and still keep making money because Blizzard just does. I mean, Blizzard makes amazing games no matter what they do. Their games have a certain quality and, and also timelessness. Like some some they just age so well. I think WoW, despite its minor upgrades, still holds up really well. And, you know, it has a beautiful art style and it does just doesn't age as badly as some of the other ones. And also, it broke the pop culture barrier. I mean, it, not only did it take in a bunch of pop culture, but it just became something, you know, like the South Park episode and comics and ads and people, you know, so many people know yeah, what WoW well, is. Like all, in, like, all the commercials with, like, William Shatner. Mr. Yeah, TV, yeah. Like, it just, yeah, absolutely. It just, it transcended There is a, a movie that I never watched. Uh, they had some really cool action figures. I mean, no, WoW, WoW is great. So just a few quick uh, stories that I uh, from World of Warcraft that I, that I really loved. Uh, there was one me and my friends called Crossroad Kitings. Once we brought a devil sore from Ungoro up to Crossroads, which is a really, really far distance and quite difficult to do. But that wasn't enough because it, it, we still couldn't grief our own faction. So we were we were a horde, and, and Crossroads is a horde area, so you can't attack within them. You can't attack your own faction. So then we went up to this other area, a little bit farther, and it had these uh, area of attack monsters that would just spam these roots. It was a there was a dragon boss, and it had these smaller side dragons that you could kite. So we basically brought them all the way back to our faction, and we were like typing in chat like "help, help us," <laughs> like it was chasing us, and we were running around Crossroad, and all the AOEs was was just. It, it was enough damage to kill anyone under level 20 and it was like a level 5 to 10 area so we had them there for like an hour and we just kept yelling for help and when we got bored we killed it and then people thanked us because they thought that <laughs> they thought that we saved them oh my god <laughs> it was my my favorite wow. favorite world of warcraft story other than the other one we had where we used to go to this town and we would get on the roof and i was a paladin so i had no range but i got this little engineering trick called the rocket launcher so i would just fire them at lobies as they were running by and so we could antagonize the big guilds. The, the 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 goal wasn't to to be mean to lobies. It was to get the big guilds to come chase us. Because then we found a bottleneck by using engineering. We could get onto the roof. That was a really hard jump to make. And so we would just pick them off. Because every once in a while, one of them would make it onto the roof, and we would kill them. So we just had them. They were just on the edge of this mountain, and they were all just staring at us. I remember, and they were just so livid because they couldn't consistently get to us. And that was one of my favorite World of Warcraft stories. So good. Oh yeah. God. Also, my longest play session of a game was World of Warcraft. It was like either 40 or 48 hours. I remember I just took some days off of work and tried to power level through an expansion. Oh my yeah, God. That was fun too. I just wish that I could have played with you and Sundary J back in the it day. It was a lot of fun, man. Because you guys could have used a rogue in your trolling. So. Uh, tro trolling? No, adventuring. We were, <laughs> we were adventuring. P Look, it was a PvP server. Anything goes in a PvP server. If you don't want to oh, risk I, it. I did. I did. I did all the same stuff, but I was just I was a rogue, so I could just go invisible when I oh, wanted. Yeah. So it was a lot. It was easier. harder as a paladin and warlock combo, but we made it work. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I I did what you guys did. I did by myself as a rogue, so it was much sneakier. Yeah, I you know don't feel bad. <laughs> That's just the play. Game. That's just play the on game. PVE if you don't want it to happen. It's completely reasonable. Up next. Okay, so number 29 is Half-Life 2. Uh, so it's 18 on Sage's list and it's number 27 on mine. Anyway, uh, I don't know, like this is probably, I think, the first 
game that I got on PC, I think I played it last year for the first time. Last year or the year before that, I can't remember. Anyway, uh, I guess the atmosphere in it is what I liked the most. Like, if you ask me about the, the story, I have absolutely no idea. And I like, I know a lot of people really like Half-Life 2 for the story, and I'm told that episode 1 and 2 are really great as well. Yeah, I really like the enemies. I like the, the gravity gun because I would, I found myself always trying to find a saw blade and taking it with me everywhere I possibly could to kill people with because I didn't like much of the other weapons or anything in the game aside from like the crowbar and shit too because those were just, anyway. That, uh, no, that's exactly I, how I play too. It's just side <laughs> blade plus gravity gun. Yep. <laughs> and uh, it's, this game, I consider it survival horror in some aspects just because sometimes hearing those freaking fast zombies like climbing up pipes and shit and you're just like oh where is he gonna come from and then scaring you every single time at least myself anyway and just you could hear like some of the head crabs and shit too when they're and you're like oh trying to figure out where they are that's all i have it's it's lower on my list i think seiji's probably got like a lot more to say about it than i do <laughs> well half-life 2 is just a great example of narrative by my standards it's a game that doesn't have pauses mm -hmm. in the gameplay so the story is, is happening as you're playing, so you're really experiencing the story, and the, the story is really rich, and as you said, the, the environments and the, the general atmosphere of the mm -hmm. game changes a lot, so you really feel, when you're escaping some uh, some place, you really feel the urge to, to escape. It's not that it's being driven by, by the game, but you're really into mm -hmm. what is going on. And the mechanics are just great. The, the, the gravity gun is, I mean, to me, it was mind-blowing, and then I don't want to spoil it. That's one of the most awesome moments mm. I've had in gaming. Shelby, you said something? You say wait? What? Hmm? What? No. Number 28! Chrono Trigger. Chrono Trigger, guys, right? Number 12 in my list. 12. Number 33 in Left's list. So, I played Chrono Cross before Chrono Trigger, as you all know. Kind of blasphemy. I mean, that's, that's, that's okay. kind of... We've all made m multiple blasphemies in gaming, if that's the case. It's fair. Um, that's fair. I had a PlayStation as a person with money, i.e. I, I had a job at like, a fast food restaurant as a kid. Uh, so then I had money. So I was buying PlayStation games. I didn't have any money during the SNES era, so I didn't play any of those games. However, so... Which leads to the next point. Chrono Trigger was released as part of Final Fantasy Anthology, so FF4 and Chrono Trigger came together. As a testament to how good this game is, I suffered through the very, very inferior PlayStation port to play and beat this game. <laughs> as everybody may or may not know, the PlayStation port was su had such crazy load times uh, that made the game, to some, unplayable. But I, I didn't know any better because I had not played the earlier one. So that one, and also was enticed by that one because it had uh, cutscenes by, like, in the uh, anime-style cutscenes by Akira Toriyama Designs, and I remember really, just really getting into it. But the things about Chrono Trigger itself, I mean, it's, it's a incredible RPG for its time. I mean, it's still a good RPG. Amazing music, awesome setting. I don't, I can't think of many other time travel games that are so fun to play. And, you know, the way that you can do one thing in one era and it affects the other, and you can go back and forth, back and forth, it's just an incredible incredible game there's so much cool stuff to it to do like i like how you can go back to like ten thousand years before do something and then have it do things over the multiple time frames that you can go to and and you can unlock weapons and stuff uh, doing that and other than chrono who's you know a silent protagonist which i don't like 
all the other characters are really cool, like Frog and uh, um, Luca and, and characters like that, and Robo, who has an awesome theme. There's just, yeah, there's so much good to say about this game, and the graphics are beautiful. But left, please jump in. Well, you know, this is really kind of like the gem of the Super Nintendo. Like graphic-wise, like this game was really, really good because it 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 just had the the length of an RPG that you wanted. But unlike the like Final Fantasy VI is amazing, but it also kind of has this you know slightly lamer aesthetic versus the nice, really clean-cut characters that you see in Chrono Trigger. And also just kind of the way it's much more fluid with the battles as yep. well. How it's there's no random Woo-hoo! battles in this. It's all you kind of walk around, you see the enemies get your guys kind of then disperse into a battle, and it and it really gets you into the battles. And um, it's you, you find yourself in a lot of RPGs. Eventually, you get to this point where you're just like, I don't want to do these. I'm just running yeah. away. Um, yeah, yeah. That never really happens so much in Chrono Trigger because just the way the bla- battles kind of flow, um, it you never want to get out of them because you you're getting so involved into They're them. fun. Um, like the cross attacks oh, and stuff. Oh, exactly right. And it kind of leads to uh, the cross attacks. And, like, I just want to mirror what you said with just the characters have such a crazy rich backstory just because this game involves so much time traveling. You you meet a character and then you travel to, a, you know, a time frame where you see them before they joined your team and then you learn all about them. And, and a lot of it was even optional side stuff. And it, it was also one of only ways... I think there's, like, four five different ways in the end to defeat the last boss there's like a different couple different ways to do it so this game is just gives you so many different ways to play um it was so so much to do in just a, an old super nintendo game and it, I, I loved it. i never played any other version of the super nintendo one but it's just it's probably one of the biggest gems of the super nintendo so it's hard not to love this and game. the replay value is quite high there's a lot of different endings you can get for this game yeah which i usually don't absolutely. like but i do i did like in this game and uh, the DS version is, is more affordable than the other versions, and also I, pe- I hear is just as good or not better. So maybe people want to check awesome. out that. So now we're on to number 27. And that is Kirby Superstar. So that is number 19 on my list and number 24 on Seiji's list. Now, if you guys kind of really want to know how much Seiji and I love this game, we did an episode on Kirby, and it kind of turned into uh, Seiji and Left talk about Kirby Superstar episode. Just because, because that, that's that's what Kirby has been to. I think both of us is that you know this game is the apex of of Kirby games because I have played you know previous Kirby titles before this one. I mostly played the I think the very first one, which is like Dreamland and for Game Boy. Um, but this one, it, what, what I love so much about it is that now he has his copycat powers and he lets you or the game lets you redo old. Kirby games with the copycat powers that it didn't previously have, so it was a really fun way to kind of revisit old levels with all the new mechanics afforded to you um, from Kirby Superstar. Uh, so I, I greatly enjoy playing Kirby Superstar. It's just the amount of costumes uh, or power-ups that it gives you is, are plenty, and uh, it also has a great co-op um, to play, which is something when I was a kid, is all I wanted was a game with a co-op mode, and Kirby Superstar delivered on that, so love Kirby Superstar. 
Yeah, absolutely. When you see the, the history of several franchises, you see that they have like the one game that represents like the best of all the series. And to me, Kirby Superstar is, is, is that for the Kirby series. How versatile is this game, right? You have low barrier, relaxing gameplay with, with Spring Breeze, but then it, they turn the, the difficulty and the epicness and the uh, over the top nest. How's it called? Meta Nice Revenge. Meta Nice Revenge, yeah. So, And then you have the mini games, and you, you, you can just turn this game and have completely different experiences, but within the same content, with the same feel. It's just great. And it's from uh, Masahiro Sakurai. Uh, from uh, Smash Brothers, and he he did a really great job, and you can see how he was doing certain things that they he did in, in Smash Brothers in this game, like the variety of gameplay options. I don't know, it's I like it's the... a really great game. Okay, number twenty six. The Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening. Number six in my list, and 37 in Sages. My favorite Legend of Zelda game, despite it not being most people's favorites. Certainly not the objectively best Zelda, but for its time frame, and on its initial hardware, which is for the Game Boy, I, I have played the DX version first, which is a color version. But I mean, when you think about the Game Boy, and this is like in the early 90s, and this, this comes out, this full Zelda adventure. Like, it's amazing. Did it come out before or after A Link to the Past? I can't remember. I think after. after. It's just as good to me. And um, just the fact that they, they plop this on the, the Game Boy is incredible. Great music, fun characters. It's a, it's a really good spinoff because it doesn't seem... It's not beholden to the to the themes and stuff that gets repeated in most Zelda games. It's a, it's a side-off thing. Link wakes up. Uh, with amnesia on this island and he and there's like some heavier themes with the game because you realize that spoiler alert once you uh awaken the windfish everybody in that world is, is gone they, they disappear they're dead well they never if they ever truly existed it's like it's a zelda game that made you think and uh i really like that about the game i don't know about you guys This is the first Zelda game that I played because I didn't play uh, Link to the Past when I was a kid. I played a little bit, but not as much as this one. Like I, I beat this one like several times because I loved it so much. It made me fall in love with with the series, and this is probably the only reason why I kept playing Zelda games. And it is so approachable. Definitely not as complicated as the first two Zelda games. Uh, Link to the Past is is also a good option for a first Zelda, but I would recommend this if if you haven't played a Zelda game. To start with this one because it's it's really like bare bones like like all the elements it is and you can get it on the 3ds uh, eShop the dx version so color obviously uh and i recommend people play too there's a lot of fun little cameos from like nintendo from like mario and uh there's even like goombas in the game and you get the rock's feather rook's feather that lets you jump and then there's some levels that are side scroller like mario games they just they were just having a lot of fun with with the with it and i really just i love that game and i think people should definitely check it out Wow, this game, I'm so glad it got so high up in the list. And, and remember when I was telling you about how painful it was for me that Cave Story was so low? Well, to me, this compensates for it. This is number 25. It's uh, Carablaster. 
is number 100 in Rob's list, number 34th in mine, and surprisingly it's only 39th in Left, come on. I am the one who's... <laughs> this game is the latest game from Studio Pixel. They are the same guys, although I, in, in this case there is, it's two persons, but in the case of Cave Story it's just uh, Daisuke Amaya. And he, he made this game and initially it was going to be a much larger <laughs> game called Ghetto Blaster. <laughs> that got scrapped and there's a uh, really cool uh, footage about it. And it looks like this really epic like love yeah. story, like you, you go in and like damsel in distress story. We ended up with with Ghetto Blaster, which is, you, you could say it's a PC game also, but Ew. to me it's really a, a mobile game. It's, it's really small. It's it's made for like small screen to you, you don't get to see a lot of the stage like it's very different from from Cave Story in that sense because Cave Story is more Metroidvania at the very least in the beginning is most is, is more focused on exploration rather than than shooting and Carol Blaster is pretty much a run and gun game in a very definite Cave Story style I don't know it's this is the weird thing about Carol Blaster it seems like Carol Blaster w would be like the first game and then. He expanded and made Cave Story. I know you guys played it on mobile, but this this is a it's a running gun platformer. I don't know how you guys could say that it's preferable to PC with a controller. Like I rather have as much control as I possibly can, and you're never going to get as much from a touchscreen. So I don't know. I don't know if I can agree with with that statement entirely. So I thought exactly the same mm. the same as you. So running gun, so you need to have a controller, and you yeah. play with a controller, and it's just a joy to play. But when you play it in mobile you realize that it's not a port for mobile like you see that the, the level design and and the controls and the way things are positioned and in the screen and stuff really matches mobile because in pc you, you could do a lot of things like carol blaster if, if it was meant for pc maybe right, right. they just could have been like much larger right you could have seen like your game view would have been uh, a lot better but because it is how it is, it plays really well on mobile. It doesn't diminish your, okay. your experience, that's what I'm saying. It, it kind of like, it fits. Episode 20 is our Kara Blaster episode. We actually did talk about this game. It liked, and it wasn't in our first, like, non-damaged game. Yeah. There you go, guys. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, and it remained like that for a while, I think. What left? Oh, Kara Blaster. On, buddy. Tell the people why they should play Kara Blaster. Well, Seiji kind of already hit the nail on the head for me for what Carol Blaster is. And Carol Blaster is the hope of side-scrolling <laughs> games are going to be decent on mobile. Because, absolutely, this game was 100% designed for mobile and more or less feel like it was probably ported to PC. Because the controls were definitely for mobile. And, yeah, there was a little bit of a learning curve. Um, it was so long ago for me at this point that I barely remember it. But I know it was there. And Seiji kind of mentioned himself that when he first started playing on mobile, the touchscreen controls were a little... To get, took a little getting used to, but once you get there, um, the gameplay just takes off, and it's it's so much fun. Uh, I'm still playing it. I'm still I I as as mentioned, I have done every achievement in this game, and I am now doing other achievements that I'm just making up for myself. Um, which is currently trying to beat the game with no weapon upgrades. I am at the last boss um, of that achievement, so I'm gonna try to keep keep that up. I wonder when it came out first on, actually. Did it come out on, on the same time? Was it a, a same time release? Does anybody know? And by anybody, I mean you two? I, th I think so. I think they came out at the same time. In I'm glad I played it on PC, though, personally. I, I would have been annoyed by the controls, I'm sure. But maybe someday I'll try it on, on phone and have my mind changed. Maybe Shelby will try a game that doesn't look like a Halo game or something on the 360. And maybe she'll play Carol Blaster someday.
You're really fucking funny, you know that? <laughs> Thanks, Shelby. <laughs> uh, anyway, 24. <laughs> it's Portal 2. It's number 21 on Seiji's list, and it's number 8 on mine. It's a great game. <laughs> it's hilarious. I think I haven't laughed at a game that much like in a while. Um, GLaDOS is great. The Cave Johnson character, guy who like started Aperture Science and stuff, he's awesome. I love all of his like monologues and stuff that he's talking about and they're just great. He's voiced by J.K. Simmons, who, for those of you who don't know, Get Tenzin me pictures of Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, J. Jonah Jameson and uh, also um, Tenzin in, in Legend of Korra. I didn't know that actually. This is the same dude? Yep. I never read. Yeah, so, so this is this is a little uh, BB trivia for everybody. Shelby is... Okay, I watch a lot of shows with Shelby, and this, she is like a walking encyclopedia for voice actors. It's almost a little obnoxious, in, in as much as it is also endearing. I just, it's, she's like, oh, I gotta look this character up, and she's always, always on top of it. It's insane. So, so throw a tweet at her, a uh, character from a show, and see if she can get it without looking, and maybe she'll, I, I bet <laughs> she'll know who it is. Please continue, Shelby. You, you, you freak. <laughs> Anyway, so I played uh, all through the single-player campaign, which was amazing. I love Wheatley, probably my favorite character, uh, and also I love the last boss battle. But anyway, yeah, I love Wheatley. What else was that? his Machiavelli? What is it? His he made a, 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 a track of his own that I can't remember what he called it, but it was just a mashup of like all these classical artists and stuff. I used to listen to that like all the time, like after beating that one part, it was like, super amazing. Like, after you beat the campaign, you can play multiplayer with somebody else or you're just playing as the as the two robots anyway it's just all together like super great game uh yeah so stagey if you want to talk about it too <laughs> just the one thing because mm -hmm. i know that that uh in this for you rob you played uh the first portal and yeah i know i know that, that you liked it but i did not wasn't like it didn't mind blow you no so... oh, this one's way better <laughs> and i know why right because there, there are certain elements that that they're missing that you like in games Portal 2 is like your game, man. I heard Portal that. 2, I want to I mean, play it. As Half-Life 2, which I admire the way they, they tell a story, they let you experience a story, Portal 2 is like that. It's a really great example of that. The story is rich, the environments and all that. And th well, this is the one thing that they focused on in Portal 2. And I, I really think that you should play it. I have a question. So so is, does the second one have uh, like some characters and interactions and stuff. Like the main character in, in Portal 1 obviously is a, a silent protagonist, which is completely fine. Mm -hmm. You don't really need... Well, you didn't like the companion cube ally in the first one? <laughs> I don't remember it, so I guess not. I remember uh, GLaDOS and, and that... I mean, I remember her. She was very distinctive. I don't remember... Mm -hmm. Any, was there another character? Is Companion Cube like an actual character with you? I can't remember. Not All really, right, I no. So. It's, just, it's literally a cube so. that you just... Oh, okay. Well, gotta, we're, we're you just got to play it, man. All right, yeah. really. That's fair. I'll add it to my medium list. Yep. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, okay. Oh my god. Yes. Okay. Woo. Uh, number number twenty three. Holy shit! I love this game. Uh, it's number twenty eight on Rob's list, and it's number three on mine. And I gave it five points. And it's brothers. <laughs> Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons. Yeah. Oh my God, I love this game so much. I so played good. it. And I beat it in one sitting. It's a sh it's a short game. I think it's like eight to ten hours. No, or no, something. no. It's like three, three to three to four hours. Are you sure? Yeah, oh. it's it's really short. It felt like a lot longer, but that's I enjoyed it, so that's probably why. 
I didn't want it to end. But anyway, this game is great. The art's awesome. Nobody talks. There's like no voice acting, but the characters, like the acting is really good. The animation's really Isn't good. Isn't there like like uh, sim style voices voices in the game? It's uh, like, no, like Muppet so. speak? I, I there's, there's like grunts and stuff, but yeah. there's not like, there's no words. not like sim speak, but... Anyway, I, th I think this game came out in 2013. It's easily my favorite game of that year. Oh my god! I at one point, I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah, for we can't anybody, spoil it because we and we are so gonna do. Good. We're gonna do an episode with people <laughs> on this next month or so. Yeah, so, or I. Uh, I think anyway. At one point, in the game, I just cried nonstop for like two hours. It was. It's just so good. It is like. My emotions. Anyway. Yeah, but Shelby once uh, dropped ice cream and cried for four hours, so you can't really I, that, use that as That a... didn't happen. That didn't, that didn't happen. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Also, the controls I thought were really interesting, because I think you control the brothers. You've got one trigger and one stick yeah. for one brother and one trigger and one stick for the other brother, and you're controlling them at the same time. It's weird at first, but you get used to it real fast. Oh, it's I don't, so As good. a matter of fact, I don't think you need any other buttons in the game, if I'm not mistaken. It's just nope. the controller. You don't need anything yeah. else. So it's kind of like a puzzle adventure game as opposed to an action mm -hmm. game. And uh, it's the music's great. The graphics are awesome. The story is—we uh, don't want to spoil anything. It's—it's—it's it's, mm -mm. it's so Phenomenal. emotional and good. And because the game—the mm -hmm. game definitely deserves an episode, and it's going to get one. And it's so good. I, I played it on PS4 personally because I just like physical stuff. But you can play it on on anything really, right? It's like everywhere. Mm -hmm. I think I got like game indie game of the year or something. I can't remember. I think so. It's so good yeah, though. I mean, I I only played it this year, so I, I was I was just a game that was on my radar, but never played it. So I did, but I heard it was short, so I was like, well, I'll give it a try, and really glad I did because it was, I don't know, to this point probably still the most um, I was gonna say the most emotional game I played this year, but then again, Walking Dead Two also touched me, so I guess. Mm -hmm. But they're both they're such a good game. Alright, uh, number 22 is Donkey Kong Country. So, Donkey Kong Country is number 20 on my list, 45 on Seiji's list, and 93 on Shelby's list. Um, so, Donkey Kong Country for me, it's it, it was one of the very first games that I ever had any real hype for. I remember when this game was coming out, and I was seeing like interviews of them, like some of the artists, like, and they were like, you know, uh, hey, they went to the zoo to draw pictures of gorillas and apes and stuff like that. And I, I, I actually had one. You know, you have one of those. You have that Aladdin VHS. Yeah, I do. Uh, for the game, I had a Donkey Kong Country That's one so cool. that was given to me, and I watched it all the time. And I was getting so hyped for this game, and. And the thing about this game is that it delivered um, on honest promises because it was it was being hyped a lot, and I got it, and like I just immediately fell in love with uh, how the game was played. I I, I, I couldn't couldn't stop playing it uh, whenever whenever I got it on that faithful Christmas morning <laughs> when I was a child. <laughs> Did you lose uh, it? Yeah, unfortunately, what? I don't know where where that went. I know that would be a great thing to have today, be. but that's 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 lost the time.
I don't know what else more you can say with this game. It was just such a huge game at the time, and it ages so well. Like, uh, <laughs> I, I wouldn't think I'm, I would be a huge fan of the the kind of the art style that they go with, um, but it, it's it's super nice. It's super charming, it's worth, and uh, I really like it. It's worth noting that we have some amazing gameplay on our channel from one of our run-throughs uh, of, of the Rob first, so good of the first world, and, world and a half, uh, half of the second world. Yeah. Some really pro play style so please people is that the one where you died like 30 times so you guys should definitely check that out on our youtube channel (laughs) (laughs) number 21 Pokemon Gold, Silver, and Crystal, number three in my list, and 16 in lefts. No BB points. Doesn't need any, because it's so high on our list, and in our hearts. Pokemon Gold and Silver, to me, is the best example of what a sequel should be. It improved on every aspect of the first game, and, and, and just blew it out of the water. I mean, to this day, I don't know if any Pokemon sequel has really done such a huge thing so what people may or should know at this point is when you beat the first game when you beat when you beat uh, pokemon gold you think you're done you go through the elite four you get your credits then you get back out and you realize you get to go to the entire land of the first game and like that's never been done since which i think is is a crime because i every time i'm playing a pokemon game i'm always like i really hope i get to go back and check out the previous gen, <laughs> and I never get to because they have their weird rules about their games where you can't do the same thing twice. Uh, but man, and all the new, all the new Pokemon, I liked most of them, and I liked that it went to color. I liked the whole cell phone system. Uh, and one real quick story about it is Pokemon Go. I was so into Pokemon when this came out. I, I was in like grade eight or nine. Uh, I remember that I got the emulator for for or the ROM for this when it was still in Japan. It was only. I think there was like one percent of it was was translated, just just enough to get through the menus, and I still played and beat the game twice on that ROM before it came out through the Japanese, which I did not have any idea what was going on, and and then when I, I bought it when it came out too and played through it a few times in English. I I think it's one of my most played non MMO games. It's so good. Uh, probably my favorite Pokemon game of all time, uh, Pokemon Gold. And exactly for the reason that Rob stated, where basically you can go back and you do red, blue all over again. And when I was a kid, and whenever I, I beat the Elite Four, and I thought I beat the game, and then it was like, oh no, you can do all this now. Like, blew your head off. My mind was fucking blown <laughs> that I was going to be able to do this. Um, and I, I absolutely loved everything about it. Um, you, the, the calling system yes. where you could register names of trainers and they would call you for a rematch and then you would see, you know, their Pokemon level up and eventually evolve and such, um, was just one of the small features that, um, really kept me coming back to Pokemon Gold and, uh, yeah, yeah d- just the best Pokemon game I've I've played, and a lot of Pokemon games are really good, but it they've never quite hit gold like they did. <laughs> <laughs> there has been a few surprises during this unveiling of the list, but to me, this one is the most surprising of all because this game has been described as being weird and as being, you know, inferior. By or... who? By us or by communities? Uh, sometimes by us. 
most of all, I mean, people are always wanting like a new game in this series that is that is like this other game that is bigger game that is a real game in this series. And and I don't agree, but I always have like unpopular opinions. Anyway, number twenty. Is Super Mario 3D World? Yeah. It's number 47 in Rob's list, number 11 in my list, and number uh, 94 in Left's list. And and I'm surprised because you guys put this game on your list when you didn't put other like very super classic games uh, from this franchise. But I think it's deserving this place completely because to me, and again, I, I wrote a complete post about what I think a real Mario should be. And to me, this is a real sequel. You know, it's not like its own spin-off of the series like Galaxy is. To me, like uh, Galaxy, as great as it is, uh, it, to me, it's, it's kind of like its own spin-off. It's, it's the Mario Galaxy game. There could be a Mario Galaxy 3 or 4 or 5, and you can keep exploring uh, that story and that world and those mechanics, but 3D World goes back to basics and is a really good interpretation of a 2D Mario into a 3D world. To me, it's super nostalgic, this game. It has things from, from all my favorite Marios, and it just focuses on what's good about Mario, and and that's what I like about it because I'm I, I'm really partial to mechanics, and this has the best uh, of all for me. So this is right up there. As as you can see, number eleven in my list. My praise for the game comes mostly from the fact that almost no two stages feel alike. There's so much gameplay elements being given to you as you go through the game that just keeps the game fresh the entire time. I've, I know we've talked about it before and my problem with it is that there's nothing about it that feels cohesive to me. Nothing, no one theme that pulls it all together for me to make it feel like a distinct Mario, like a galaxy for example, or a world. But I still really, really enjoy my time playing it. Also, anytime I can play Princess Peach is a bonus. When she can actually use power-ups, even bigger bonus. And Tanuki Peach is the most uh, adorable thing I've seen in games. I also just like games where you can play as Peach. Peach is the best. We like Peach. That's I, yeah, I like definitely. Toadstool too. Either I'm cool either way. <laughs> <laughs> Number nineteen. Number 10 on my list, number 57 on Rob's list, and 82 on Seiji's list. So, probably out of, you know, original Mega Man games, this is probably the most well-known. I'm, I'm sure everyone at least, you know, would have played Mega Man 2 if they have played a Mega Man game. Chances are you played this one. 
Um, because it's probably just the better ones to play. Um, it's just such a classic game. Um, it it's it's it it really kind of set the trend on those types of games, you know, for the the NES. You know, it, Mega Man Two wasn't so hard that it was impossible, but it was the pro- appropriate amount of challenge uh, that you would want in a game at that time. And I think that's why this game is so popular because it was hard, but it was it was fair, and you were able to overcome those challenges usually with enough determination. It's the it's the um, only game I can think of that you can listen to a song and have a walkthrough for it. That is certainly <laughs> accurate. There's a Dwayne um, and Brando but, cover for this. I recommend people check it out if you like fun game music. Yeah, and it also kind of leads to the point that this music has, this game has really great music. It's so I good love, music. The Mega Man Two, the Mega Man Two soundtrack is very iconic. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't know if I've ever actually fully beat the game. It's very high on my list. I don't know if I actually went through and beat Wily. I mean, I know how it ends and stuff. But I don't know if I actually sealed the deal. As, as, as some people say, you should I get should. On that. It's not that I mean, I long. It. Or... I, I should. I might. I might get. I might do. Sure, you have multiple I copies. Yeah. I, I could do it in that Mega Man Legacy uh, thing I got for 3DS that I've I've tried once. There you go. With that really cool gold amiibo. This game is just so pervasive in gaming culture that this is probably the game that I know the most without having it playing that much. I don't remember ever playing too much of it. I think it has the best soundtrack of all games in all time. It's just so memorable. And and again, I, I, I haven't played this, this game that much. That's why it's so low in my list. But it is in my list probably just on the strength of its identity. You know, it's so strong. You just hear a fragment of a tune and, and you know, oh, that's Mega Man 2. Uh, uh, when I went to see video games live a few years ago and they played their Mega Man cover, man, I had like chills all over. It's, such, it's so good. And hearing right? it perform yeah. live, so awesome. That's such a good. Everybody knows Doctor Wily's Castle game, right? and it's. Oh, it's everyone I mean, does. There's so Shelby many covers and everything. Do you know that Steam, Shelby? Oh, I probably don't know it by name, but if you played it, I'd probably be able to recognize okay, it. We'll I listen to a lot of like video games live. Like I have a lot of. Their- oh, you've heard it then. If you heard Mega Man, yeah. at least, yeah, it's so it's so good. Yeah, and if you listen to any like cover band of video games, like mini bosses or Neskimos or yeah, uh, Advantage, pick any. I mean, probably their their best or the or one of the, their best songs or, or covers is gonna be one from Mega Man Two because it's just so good. Absolutely. Number eighteen. Mega Man X. It's number three in my list and number four in left list, so it's super high in both our lists. And yeah. We, we said a lot of good things about Mega Man 2. I mean, Mega Man X is the Mega Man formula uh, brought to perfection. It, yeah, it, absolutely. Everything that they learned, because they, they made like six on the NES and they did some other games for other platforms too I think but Mega Man X is they just rethought everything they put things in the, in the right order they updated to to the themes that were popular in that time and they just did this which is a, a complete masterpiece it's, it's a product of its own time absolutely but it's just so perfect 
to me the best game in all the series. I, I cannot think of, of any flaw that this game has. Probably that doesn't save your progress, but I'm just... Uh, I think this game is perfect, so I cannot say much, much more. Oh, Mega Man X. Um, def definitely, uh, like, one of my favorite games of all time for nostalgia reasons and just straight-up amazing game reasons. I still play it um, today. Every once in a while, I'll, I'll kind of throw it on. And, you know, I I agree. The, the only downside this game has is, you know, it has a password-to-continue system, which is extremely annoying, but you don't need it. Like... It's, I don't need it now. I can beat it in an hour. I don't. I don't need to stop and save. It is just. It, it like 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 Seiji said. This is just the. It, if Mega Man was a formula, this is just the perfected formula of playing Mega Man X. Um, and a lot of the other Mega Man game X games are also very good. And were some some of them were somewhere on my list, but didn't make it to the overall list. But I do want to point out that I believe number one hundred and one was Mega Man X two. Yeah. So, um, just want to point that out, by the way, because so Mega Man X games are amazing. Um, X and X2 in particular um, are probably the better ones. They kind of go off in a different direction when you get to the X4, X5, X6 for PlayStation. And I, I've actually never played X7, but I hear it's really, really bad. So it kind of it kind of teeters off eventually, but um, I can only say that X through X six are all very playable um, and mostly really good games. They're exactly what you'd want to do. Oh, uh, real quick, uh, BB trivia: that is a, our first technically a streamed game with Mega Man X because you tried it out a few days ago <laughs> on, on our, yeah. our well, BB Twitter we'll, that we we'll, almost never use. Yeah, well, if you that, that that's going to be a plan soon. Um, I'm going to do a full playthrough of Mega Man X on our Twitch. One, one evening. Like I said, it doesn't take me very long, um, so I figure that's going to be Kind of a sometime, big so. deal. Ho, so I hope ho, you're ho. all excited so, uh, for it. Yeah, so people can see that I'm not just talk when I say <laughs> I'm really good at this game. Excellent. Um, okay, so moving on to number 17, and man, we're just hitting all the good Super Nintendo games right now. Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. So this is number 15 on my list, 59 on Rob's list, and 62 on Seiji's list. So, uh, obviously, um, I like this game more than you guys do, and they're, just like like you guys mentioned when, with Link's Awakening, you're kind of saying, you know, this is what got me into the series. You know, the, Link to the Past is what got me into the series. Um, I played Link to the Past as Super Nintendo when I was a kid, and just absolutely fell in love with this game. Uh, down, it was one of those games that it seemed impossible when I was a kid and you know I remember having to save up I think you need to save up like 500 rupees or whatever to buy the the flippers from the Zora and like that seemed like it took me three days of constant grinding when I was a kid just because this game felt so huge to me um and whenever I beat the first three and you get the Master Sword and then you kind of move to the Dark World that to me that was just like monumentous moment in my life where I was like oh my god like I can't believe I actually made it to the Dark World and Link to the Past um and uh, this like once again like this game is just like it has a formula and it just it gets so perfected in in this game 
game that, especially when you look at the original Zelda game and then you look at this one and just how much better and how much more concrete that this game kind of feels in compared to the other original. I uh, first played this game, I think I was in college. No, not the first time I played this game, the first time I owned this game. Uh, I had seen friends play it growing up, and I always thought it looked cool, so I'd try it here and there. But I actually got Four Swords. Uh, it was linked to the Passport with Four Swords attached onto it. And I remember getting it. So I played it originally on Game Boy Advance and beat it on Game Boy Advance. And uh, I thought the game was awesome. I, and I, I didn't understand the hype before then because I had played Ocarina before this. But uh, this is a much, much better game than Ocarina of Time. And I really, really enjoyed it. Great game. I think a lot of people are going to think that this game is, is lower than expected in, <laughs> in the list. Everybody complains. <laughs> I hope they're not too. But there's a reason. We'll talk about it that, uh, about that later. But... Um, this is just a, a, one of those games that when I was a kid, I, I, I played it a little bit, but it was quite complex to me, so I didn't get it. Like, I, I played through it and, and I was entertained, but I really didn't get to appreciate it for what it is, which is a masterpiece, until I was older. And the older I get and, and the more I play it, because I, I keep com coming back to it, because there there are certain elements about it that like I like to feel about the game. That Just the whole intro, and, and sometimes when you play a game a lot, like the, the intro for Mega Man X, for example, is... It's really good, it's really, but I want to get to specific stages, but the intro in Zelda A Link to the Past, I, I don't know, it's just like, I like to play it again and again and again, it's so... It's a good intro. I mean, it, has, it has this feel, um, it's really hard to get that level of immersion in, in games that don't have uh, high fidelity, uh, but this one, to me, is one, one of those ones that, that does as good, if not a better job, than even modern games in terms of, of how, how it makes you feel, but maybe that's, that's just the nostalgia. It's a game that just get, gets better the more you play it, I think. It's worth noting, too, that, I mean, we all love every one of the games, for, for the most part, that's on these lists. And there are some days where these games might be a little higher in our minds than others. So, you know, just uh, deal with it, I guess. <laughs> Lots of people will probably be happy that it's higher than Ocarina of Time, at least. That's true. Yeah. What's next? All right, yay! Uh, number 16 um, is Final Fantasy X. on Rob's list, and it's 84 on Left's list, and it's number 18 on my list. It has, I think, my favorite music out of all the, uh, the Final Fantasies that I've played. It's, it's, I listen to the soundtrack often. I get Fight with Seymour stuck in my head several times a week uh, just because it's so catchy and stuff. Do you think that might be partially because you've only played 10 on? Like, if you'd listened to some of the older Final Fantasies, maybe you would like their music better? You know that I always talk about 4, right? You, you know that? Do you listen ever? So I, I like this game also because like the love story and stuff between uh, 
I I call him Titus. I don't like Titus. I just find it sounds stupid. <laughs> Your name sounds <laughs> stupid. Your name's uh, dumb. Uh, same. No, I, I actually call him Titus as well. Yeah. So um, same it. voice actor as Ratchet, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I just I love the bosses. A lot of people hate the sphere grid. Great. Yeah, I like. Uh, I think probably just it's on the edge of being complex, but not really. Not I guess. Bad. It's pretty great. So it gets a lot more flack than than what I think it should. Uh, Oren's the best character though. Love Oren. He's so good. I mean, no one. So amazing. When, people shit on a junction system when, more. Sorry, go ahead, left. Yeah, yeah. No. Well, like when it comes to the sphere system, like when I first saw this game and I saw how they didn't have like the conventional leveling up, they had the spheres thing, and I was I was completely turned off what? initially. Um, but then once I actually started playing it and then started kind of using it, it was almost like a mini game inside mm-hmm. the game. It was and fun. It was it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm almost sad that it only lives and dies with Final Fantasy. There's 10. like there's a lot of good things to say about this game, uh, despite the fact that 13 gets a lot of shit for being linear. I think 10 was pretty linear too, but it gave you so much other stuff to do. That it never really felt that way, and the adventure felt oh, bigger. Big time. Yeah, well, Blitzball is a thing that I skipped a lot through my first time. I, I thought Aww. I wasn't interested, but um, but back in those days, I played games multiple times, and I, I my second or third playthrough, uh, I loved Blitzball. It's it's a, it's mm-hmm. a lot of fun. The game just has this awesome. I love the story. I like the voice acting, despite it being spotty here and there, because it was the first <laughs> Final Fantasy with voice acting. With, and it was a voices, huge absolutely, jump for me. Yeah. Uh, I like Titus is one of my favorite characters. I don't care. I, I love. Mm-hmm. I like him. I like Aaron. I like all the characters. I didn't like Waka my first playthrough, but over time I've grew to love Waka. Je- uh, John DiMaggio. There you go. Right, guys. Bender. <laughs> I actually did not know that. He. I don't know why. That's not surprising. I don't know any voice actor. But uh, <laughs> I, I like. I didn't I actually really. You really shocked me there with that. I did not know. Anyways, he's Jake the dog. That that's that's great. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the spear grid's fun. The the adventure's great. I like the whole. There's the whole father son thing with Jack, which is really cool. Uh, so I remember the day it came out. It was about, this came out in I think 2000 or 2001, and I was working at that same fast food restaurant. And I remember I was going to the mall to buy it. And I, and I, the day it came out, I got it from uh, Electronics Boutique, and they called me to come in for a shift because someone had called in sick. And I really did not. I didn't want to go. I wanted to play Final Fantasy. So I think I managed to weasel my way out of it because I I remember playing that very soon. And I, man, that game, I, I put a lot of time into that game and I've replayed it on, again, I broke my not replay much rule when it came out on the Vita like two, three years ago, I played through it again. And one thing that didn't change was how hard it was to get the Sun Sigil because I can't stand that chocobo racing. It took me about four hours to finally get the, I think you need to have zero, zero, zero time at the end of it, something stupid like that. And, or under 10 seconds, I don't remember, but, but yeah, that game was is great in so many ways. And I also like 10 too. I like its sequel. I don't care. Whatever. Judge me. I thought it was fun. Um, <laughs> like, this... I, I've always enjoyed this game. Uh, when, when it first came out, like I said, the sphere system was a turnoff, but I ended up really, really liking it. To, to me right now, this is one of these games... I have a list of games that, that quote-unquote haunt me, <laughs> which are games that I got really far in but never beat, oh. and Final Fantasy X is probably at the top oh, of the no. list. Um, because I, I think I actually told you guys this the other day, but I basically got to the last fight with Seymour when you were, you were talking with the music. I know that music really well <laughs> because I fought him so many times. And I just, I didn't have a good party set up. I was using Kim Hari and I don't think he's very Kimari good. Also, and... John DiMaggio. Just oh, he talks? Sorry. I know. Yeah, he's he's like, I don't like Kim Hari. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So I didn't like him either, but I was just trying to rotate my, my, uh, class members a little bit and I kind of got stuck in a bad spot and then I ended up not finishing the game because of that so I this is one of the ones I've been wanting and wanting to get back at so I'm hopefully going to re-tackle uh, Final Fantasy X I hope you do future. too man 
Because like yeah, I want to be like it. you. There's a game that I also need to finish that's on my list, and that's number fifteen. 15. Super Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars, which is number thirty-six on my list, thirty-eight in Left's, and sixty-one in Seiji's. I am currently through my fourth time trying to play this game. And it's not for lack of not liking the game because I'm actually loving it. It's just a, you must be pretty far by now. I know we probably haven't played uh, it much too much. Other lately, games but... keep popping up in, in between. Like I knew I, I knew starting this before Pokemon came out was a big mistake, and I've been also having a lot of time, a lot of fun playing a multiplayer game with friends. So it's been been put me back, but I'm still I'm farther than I ever got, and I'm really liking the game, and I'm I'm going to finish it. Um, but but not just the game itself, which is a lot of fun. The music's great. I like its history. You know, Nintendo teaming up with Square, Nintendo lending out their beloved characters like Mario to be developed by a second party or third party, I guess in this case, um, is, is historical. And it, it branched off and spun off two amazing series: the Paper Mario series and the Mario Luigi series. And it just the time from this came out, Super Mario RPG. I think it was one of the, the latest uh, SNES games that came out. I don't know, it's just, uh, it just captures the essence of the Super Nintendo RPG era so well, but blends it with Mario in such a great way, and it's funny, it, it's fun to play, the battle system is awesome, because the art, unlike a lot of turn-based RPG games, you actually get some interactivity, just like Legend of Dragoon, it's always more fun for me when I have to do, you know, time button presses to guard and to attack, and... No, well, kind of like you said, though, this, this kind of really turned into, like, one of, like, the top RPGs for the Super Nintendo in the RPGs that they were making, just because, you know, it, it mixed Square, which made all the good RPGs in the first place, and then Mario, which was Nintendo's franchise, so it kind of took all of that and then just threw it together into this amazing RPG for the Super Nintendo. Um, I absolutely love it. The only shame that this game has is that whenever I was, when I was young and, and I saw Smash Bros. coming out i was like oh my goodness why don't we have because the the biggest unfortunate thing with this game is the death of gino and mal not, not that they die <laughs> but that they're characters that never ever have reappeared in Square anything owns them. um and it would be really cool yeah and because of that um to see them reappear but but we have cloud and smash now and we so have the like, gino costume for the so, and smash there we go, right? So it was it was one of those things that like it's too late now to revive those characters. It's not too but, late. I think they'd um, be cool if they brought them back. Uh, I agree with you, but the it's it, it was a missed opportunity with those two characters. But there's still so much stuff with this game that just really, really. Is. But it, but part of that makes this unique because if you want to see those two unique characters, you need to experience my RPG. Uh, this is the first the first RPG that I played, and if not, it's the first one that I loved. Me not being a fan of the genre i mean i love this game like absolutely love this game so that's all heavy praise so number 14 we have moved on to super smash bros for the wii u Super Smash Bros. 4, I guess it was also known as. Uh, so this is number 37 on my list, 40 on Seiji's, and 52 on Rob's. So this the, this game is, I love it. I still play, I still log in and play Smash Bros. every once in a while. I don't have all the characters. I'm still, I didn't get Lucas, Bayonetta, and uh, 
Fire Emblem character. Corin? Corin? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I missed those. I, I haven't chance to try those yet, but every other character is amazing. There's so many things you can have fun with in this game. I think it's the best Smash games. I know a lot of people will argue that like melee and stuff like that is better, but uh, j just for pure, I, I guess, casual, I think this is the best Smash Bros. To just kind of log in and play a little bit. I love it. I mean, I lost my shit when Cloud was announced for this game. Like, <laughs> I think the whole world kind of did. Yeah, I almost pooped my pants. It, I was so pumped for for it. He's a lot of fun is, to play. Uh, I, I love it. I, I just the fact. I mean, that's a, that's a huge bear. No one, no one saw that coming. And what a what an awesome addition. I just I just had to jump in with that. Although I do have another thing to say about it. I'll just say it now. Uh, the only reason this is the highest smash my list. If I if I, maybe brawl was higher, I'm not sure. But the only reason I would put brawl on par with this is just for the the subspace uh, missionary. That whole story, the single player story mode with all those fucking awesome story cutscenes. That was something I really wish they could have continued with with the with Brawl or the, the Wii U version, because I just I love the story mode and seeing all those characters interact. And uh, that's the only thing I think that was missed from this. Otherwise, this game is the best Smash Bros. in my opinion. If I have to say something about this game, is that I think that it expands or even transcends uh, the category of a video game because of I mean you see this game and you see all those years of experience the esports scene and you see that they made really this game to be much more than than just a game I mean it's made for a certain community it's it's balanced in such a way that I mean every like number like people knows like everything you know, how, how long each frame of animation and when you have to tap the button I mean all, all those things it's, it's a huge undertaking for a game developer and and they nailed it because it, it could have been a disaster. I mean, Brawl was kind of like what, what they were trying to do with that game is, is to make it more like a game. And the community didn't really like it, I don't think. And they really hit a, a nice balance with this one. And I think it's going to be the gold standard for, for Smash Brothers. Not, not Melee anymore, but this one, I think. In terms, in, and not only for, for the controls, because I, I know that the people like Melee for the controls, but... But this one, it's it's not just the controls; it's, it's all the other stuff. I mean, how how it's how it's done, how it's expanded, and everything. So, yeah. Oh my God! Yes. Okay. Uh, number thirteen. Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker. This is my favorite Zelda game. Uh, it's number two on Seiji's list. Oh, this is tied for both of us. It's number two on both of our lists. So this is a very high-ranked high -ranked Zelda game. I have ten points on it. I wanted to make sure it got... High enough. Yes. <laughs> um, I think it really deserves this spot. Uh, the music's great. I love the aesthetic of this game, and I think that's probably why I like it the most. There are just so many good things to say, but we don't have enough time to say them. But oh my god. Um, I watch speed runs for this game on the regular. Um, there's that. Uh, another thing, too, is when I was younger, I had uh, borrowed this from somebody who had it uh, for the GameCube. 
another one of my friends saw that I had it and wanted to borrow it for me, but I don't want to lend somebody a game that belongs to somebody else because that's just it's not cool. Anxiety. Anyway, it's, bad. it's not cool. Uh, so I didn't. That friend got mad at me, and now we're not <laughs> friends anymore. You should just forgive yep. Jordan already. She's 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 sorry. What? It's not Jordan. What? <laughs> I didn't even know Jordan. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, I like the Dragon Roost Island sound. Like, the music is amazing. I love that track. I love the the boat, the red line. I can't remember what his name is specifically because it's been a while. I want to play the HD version so bad because it's been so what, long you since I've played, played this game. The HD version? No. You haven't played the HD? Oh, Shelby. I know, I, I haven't know, either. I know. Don't, don't you are going to love it. Uh, I've Man, seen I tried. Like, it, it's it probably going to turn that two into a one. That's how much you're going to love it. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Sage, if you have anything to say about it, uh, I, have I a could deeply, rant for hours, but... very deeply sentimental uh, relationship with this game. For a number of years, ever since I played for the first time, I said, this is my favorite, my favorite game of all time. And depending mm -hmm. on, on what day you ask me, I'm going to say Wind Waker or, or Cave Story. <laughs> uh, they're very different games, so if I like to categorize those as... Uh, Cave Story is my favorite indie game, and, and Wind Waker is my favorite like mainstream game. I, I don't know, it, to me it's perfect. It, it's just it, it's more than just a, a game critique, it's more than my opinion. It, it's just that I am like truly enamored with, with this game. Like I mm -hmm. think it's just perfect. Uh, I think this is the game for me, this is the game that was made for me. This <laughs> <laughs> is the way that I, that I think. And I, I, I love the aesthetics, I like mm -hmm. the humor. The yes, story. the humor is great. <laughs> I love uh, uh, everything that goes on in, in that game. I mean, this is to me, uh, Petra is the best Zelda. Um, oh, she's great. I don't know the 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 world is uh, it's so alive, and I know a mm -hmm. lot of people didn't like the 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 sailing, but I I do, and I mm -hmm. I love it even more in in the HD version. I don't know. I think we, we should have a talk about just this game, but mm -hmm. I feel that way about every game on this list. <laughs> <laughs> I think though for Wind Waker, like the the scene where it was like, oh my god, this game is gonna be hilarious, was just when. Link gets launched out of the cannon for the first time and he's just kind of like they you don't see him get in it just kind of cuts to him in the cannon and he's like what am I doing here and then they just fire him across and he gets into that fortress or whatever but holy shit <laughs> it was so funny number 12 this was a triumph It's hard to overstate my satisfaction Aperture science We do what we must because we can For the good of all of us Except the ones who are dead But there's no Portal is number 6 in my list Number 100 in Left's list And number 21 in Shelby's list we talked a little bit about Portal when we were talking about Portal 2. And to me, Portal is the version that I like the best, even though a lot of people will like Portal 2 because of the story elements and the size and the general scale and how ambitious that game is. But with all of Portal 2's greatness, I think there are some flaws in, in that game because of the size and the ambition, and that and that's fine. Fallout games can be great games, and it's probably better than, than Portal in many ways. But to me, Portal 2 exists because of Portal, and Portal is just this super tight, super consistent experience. 
it it has no flaws everything about it it was just done in a way that makes sense and and you play that game and you get into the story of that game into the mechanics of that game and everything is so well thought i mean people analyze this game from the moment you get dropped into like the the, the containment cell that they have you and every element of it and because this game can be uh, very confusing if, if you don't know the mechanics but the when you see yourself in the portal and you know that it's the same way that happens with Mega Man X when, when every element gets analyzed and you see that has a design reason to it, the portal has. It's mind-blowing from a developer point of view. This is my masterclass in design. Like if you want to be a designer, you should just play and analyze this game because it's, it really is uh, something something superior in, in, in terms of design. It felt really like rewarding to solve levels and stuff in, in both portals too. That's what I liked about it. And this this was another game too that kind of became like a really big like social phenomenon with the whole like the cake is a lie <laughs> quote like I've I've oh seen that God. quote so many different places and to me that, that the most memorable part of this entire game is the song at the end <laughs> um, so I, but I agree with Seiji completely that about this whole game being you know just like uh, the one on one video game design um, that that's probably why. I remember it so fondly is just because whenever you figured out how to use a new mechanic in the game, you felt very fulfilled, um, kind of like you were saying. And it, the, the whole game is just, it's a treat from start to finish. Number 11... Kingdom Hearts, number 13 on my list, 45 in Shelby's, and 69 in Left's. <laughs> I, um, this might have been one of the, my most hyped games I've ever experienced, especially back then. Uh, also, yeah, I, yeah, you understand, right? Oh, I was big time, following big time. this closely before it came out. I mean, the internet was now becoming more of a reliable source of information around this time, and also magazines and whatnot. Before crossovers became the kind of norm that it is nowadays this was a huge deal and just like super mario rpg square enix once again teams up with a franchise that is beloved by so many you would never yeah, expect exactly. them to team up with was, was the thing right that that's what blew my mind so much is just like you're mixing final fantasy and disney yeah. characters this is not going to be a good game that was that was what i was expecting exactly and i was taking animation around this time so my my love for disney was at probably at its highest except for when i was a young child so i was excited to see this i wanted to see this crossover and, and but really to be honest that's only a part of it the biggest thing for me the very first thing that got me pumped was this shitty little video that i i must have downloaded because there's no youtube of just cloud walking through the olympus coliseum and <laughs> that was enough for me to be as hyped as i possibly could get and then seeing squall after that i mean i, I just i i was i i don't know i was pretty ex pretty excited to say the least and and the game paid off honestly action rpg Really big story. Yeah, so. It's become increasingly more convoluted, but I don't care. I'm still going to play three. <laughs> I played two, which is not, I mean, it's not, I don't think two was very high on my list, if at all, but it was a great game. But no, number one had the, has the nostalgia, the hype, and, and just paying. It just paid off. Everything about that game was paid off. I remember renting it. I, I, I was in college, so I, I remember not doing much work that weekend. Pretty sure I just sat on a chair in front of a TV and played until the weekend was over. It was just so, man, such a good game. 
and and uh, I think it's it's quite a popular franchise too. I think people still really like Kingdom Hearts, and mm-hmm. I don't think anybody believes three is coming out, but at least we've seen some footage, so <laughs> it seems like it might might come out. One of my friends is his favorite his favorite franchise too, and he's very excited for it. Um, but uh, have you so have you guys played any of the uh, any ones besides number one? Curiously. Yep. I played the one in the middle, mm-hmm. the one one and a half or whatever the fuck it was called, <laughs> right. um, and the second one. And I can say that the first one was probably the best out of out of all of those. I'm, it's just a charming. I don't know. Like the second one kind of lacks like that yeah. charm, I guess. Starts to take itself seriously um, at a point. Yeah. But uh, the one for PSP, which I can't remember the name off off the top of my head, was also very good. The reason why I asked though is because uh, there's the 1.5 and the 2.8, which are already confusing names. But those are basically yep. remake or no um, HD compilations of some of them. And uh, yeah. I, I just haven't tried much of them, and I was curious if any of you guys have because I, I really wanted to replay some of those. Well, the 1.5. Um... Uh, what's his face that does the voice for Sora? Um, he's still like <laughs> Haley, the little Joel kid. Haley Joel Osment or whatever. Yeah, uh, he's still like kid, like the younger Sora, but his voice is like the old because he had a. I mean, his voice dropped. And he's shit, an adult. So he's an adult man. He yeah. just sounds. It just sounds so he did puberty weird. Puberty, like everybody does. Um, you think? But yeah, it's just the transition. Just it was odd because he's still right. Still a deep voice. Yeah. Do you think you could do a better job? No. Okay. Because I we <laughs> um, run some lines. On, on no, the show. hell no. <laughs> we had a, an animation instructor for this, uh, like, when I went to school who used to work at Disney, we thought, holy shit, we're going to show him this game and he's going to think it's the best thing ever. <laughs> and we showed it to him and he's like, this is wrong. Like, there are so many things wrong with this game. We're like, what are you talking about? It's the best. That's hilarious. Uh, is that is that Rick? Yep. Yep. Oh. <laughs> yep. That, that's funny. <laughs> Fun fact, we went to the same college. Very different times. Yeah, Shelby wasn't even born when I went to college, so that's. Mm. <laughs> well, you you mentioned that you rented this when you were in in college and you didn't do your. I remember I was in I was in school. I wasn't in college. I was I was still in like high school, or junior high school, when this came out, and I rented it. And then I subsequently got sick in quotations and stayed home for three days so I could beat Kingdom Hearts in a rental. <laughs> you always have these stories where you're sick or you break your leg and you you're, you skin half your body off, you you lose an arm, but you, you, you want to play these games so you just mutilate yourself. People... Yeah, I have dedication. I mean, people who haven't seen Left, this guy is like a walking mess. This guy looks like he's been through like six wars. It's, it's insane. But all for video games. He just wants to play video games. All for video games. Um, but no, I, I got hooked. That's why. Uh, it just got me... It dragged me in so quickly. Um, wanting to see all the different Disney worlds and, you know, what ones were included and stuff like that. It was, it became just a very, my curiosity immediately was just so peaked right, right from the start from the, with this game. Damn. All right. Well, I guess I know we have to cut, bring it to wraps. Awesome. Yeah. So that's, that's numbers 30 to 11. So next week will be the end of the list. Uh, it'll be 10 to one. Uh, please cast your votes into what games you guys think will be in the top 10 if you care. And uh, maybe you'll be right, and you'll win a prize that Left will provide for you. And so, uh, <laughs> you gotta get all ten <laughs> right, though. So I definitely want to thank everybody for listening. CartridgeClub.org, awesome site, awesome people, and they always plug us, and they're really great. Uh, hopefully, we'll be seeing those guys on in an episode in a month or so. And uh, Twitter, tweet at us. I think that's it. You guys have anything else to say before we're done? No, 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 no. Okay. No. Well, thanks for listening. This is Rob, Shelby, Left, and Sagey. Peace. Mm-hmm.